now, Chris Informers. So welcome everybody to the show. Yes, welcome back, folks. We are getting up there. We're getting closer and closer to episode one hundred. We're in the nineties now, I think, aren't we? I think this it's... is the first one into the nineties. All right, yeah. all right, all right. I like the nineties. The nineties were a good yeah, time. The nineties were a great time. Yep. We had uh, what do we have in the nineties? We had the Spice Girls. Yeah, right? Spice Girls were good. You had uh, the boy bands, which nobody admitted to liking back then, but now everyone will sing along to. Of course, yeah, because um, now you know it's cool to be retro, right? Uh, the biggest political issue we had was who our president was boning. And if he smoked so. weed and inhaled or not. Yeah, so uh, it really wasn't a bad time. Nope. I enjoyed it. And wrestling was uh, the Monday Night Wars. Exactly. It was the Attitude Era. It was things that were happening that I was way too young to understand and yep. probably shouldn't have been watching. That's I mean, true. Yeah. Just look at what happened with Goldust after Marlena left. And I know. Those outfits with Luna Vachon. Even with the, when he had Marlene, he was trying to bang uh, Razor Ramon or trying mm-hmm. to get Razor Ramon to bang then, him, like, I think. almost sticking his tongue down Ahmed Johnson's throat. That was a little awkward. Yeah, a little yeah. bit much. And then Roddy Piper stripped him of all his clothes. And he was wearing underwear. I had some choice words for him. Ladies' underwear. Mm-hmm. The 90s were weird. Then they recreated the scene <laughs> from They Live and then the O.J. Simpson race. And I, I would like to rewatch that because we brought that up on the show before mm-hmm. that the, ba- the Hollywood backlot brawl is like the fight for I they haven't Live. watched it since hearing that. I need And with the network, it should be easy enough to pull it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I have to check that out. Especially since Goldust is back and better than ever. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know how much longer he's going to last. Yeah, who knows? Seems like they might be transitioning to slowly get rid of him soon. And yeah. have a new dust take over. Well, maybe before he'll leave, he'll show us his ladies' underwear again. Maybe. We can all, we can, one can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's, that's all you ask for as a wrestling fan, you know. And the 90s are weird. Forget that. <laughs> the 90s are really weird. Yeah. But that's what you have to look forward to. We have 10 episodes in the 90s. Yes. Uh, this is the first, so you can expect some really weird and uh, strange things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the nineties. So uh, there's a lot. Even recently, the nineties on me to come back. I mean, you saw on Jimmy Fallon, I guess the uh, the Saved by the Bell special. Yes, and that was really cool. I thought, <laughs> even though Mr. Belding looked like he ate everyone else in the cast, I was. Yeah. It, it looks like he ate Kelly and or not, Lisa and Screech because they weren't on the show. But the thing is, if you look at Lisa and Screech, Belding looks pretty good for his age. Lisa That's true. and Screech look horrifying right now. Oh um, yeah, but yeah. The rest of the cast, though, looks identical. Like, I can't believe how much they looked like they did over 20 years ago. I know. Especially, I thought uh, Jesse and uh, Mario Lopez looked like they just, like... Jesse looks better now than she did in Showgirls. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's it's really crazy. But I, um... So, the 90s were a good time, and it's... Now it's considered retro to like things from the 90s, and... You just were showing me earlier your new piece of art that you just acquired of a Doug Funny uh, painted animated film cell. That's right. Yeah. So taking it back to the 90s there. That's right. Doug is uh, one of my all-time favorite cartoons. If you haven't noticed, I do Doug sketch cards and sketch covers, and now I own an animation cell from the episode where Doug loses Skeeter's brother while he's babysitting him, and uh, it's got Doug and Porkchop on it. And if you're uh, on uh, my Facebook, you'll see that. So I'll tell you what, there's a lot of those '90s cartoons that I think I just didn't get at the time. I really want to try and revisit. Like Doug was one of them that I thought was quirky, but I never got into it a lot. I liked it, but it just was never. It was never like the Ren and Stimpy or the Rocco or those type of shows that I loved. So that was my thing. Is I liked that the most. I think it was because I was me and Doug had a lot in common. 
Um, I was 11 when the show came out. He was 11. I had a dog. He had a dog. I imagined a lot of shit and did a lot of cartoons (laughs) and comics and art and stuff. And so did he. He had a weird best friend who was blue. I had a weird best friend who was blue. This is true. I had a, a guy I went to school with who was all green and had orange hair. And he picked on you and a lot. And he picked on me all the time. for nematodes. Yeah. yeah. And oh, we used to that. go to this place. It was called the Honker Burger. It was, it was just like bizarre that all the same stuff in the cartoon was like yeah. real life, you know? Except, I mean, when you slipped on the ketchup, did it fall on the sandwich? It did. Oh, wow. Yep. That's pretty scary. I'm pretty sure they animated your life. I, you know, one could say that, you know, now that I have uh, – the animation style, I realize how close that we are. You know, we look exactly like same haircut. Look, Doug looks like grown up Charlie Brown. Like, yeah, he's the only the only kid I know that is that bald. If he only has uh, what is that seven hairs, right? I think so. Yeah, that's what it seems Two, like. Three, yeah, yep. Looks like he has about seven hairs. <laughs> uh, I would have loved to get a Quail Man animation cell, but you know, maybe one day. Yeah. I, I want to go back and revisit some old Doug episodes. I'd love to actually watch another show from the 90s that I know I did not get at the time was Pete and Pete. Yeah. I did not. I would like to give that another chance too, but it's, it's never going to um, It's never gonna come out apparently because there's so much like music, like real artist oh, music in it. Okay. It's kind of like Wonder Years, but they finally got over that. I thought they had like that. the first season of Pete and Pete I think out. the first like two seasons or three seasons are out, but the last one apparently will never come out because there's a lot of like – Smashing Pumpkins. So artists that actually made it, not just I think so, yeah. random 90s grunge. I think so. I've, like I said, I, I would like to see it again as well. But every episode of Doug, if you have Amazon Prime, it's available on the Amazon streaming. Nice. So you can watch that. And I think Rocco might be on there too. Very cool. So check that I, was, out I, I actually went through and was looking at some of the episodes to see if I could find out which one that cell is from. And uh, I managed to find it. So Does, I mean, I see there's some code at the bottom. Would that... I have no idea what that means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like handwritten numbers. I, I don't know. It's probably like, um, you know, launch codes for yeah, exactly. <laughs> some Nickelodeon missile satellite that they have. It's some secret treasure Vi- chest where Billy West has been hiding his treasures. It's a Viacom laser system that they have. If you plug it in, <laughs> if you go to Nickelodeon.com and plug it in, you know, you'll burn a hole in Saturn or something. And then you'll know. get slimed. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll drop – it's a slime – Launch code. You launch slime on ISIS if you put it yes. in. On ISIS and Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Oh, man. Nickelodeon used to be awesome. Yeah. Now, that is uh, – that's the thing is Nickelodeon used to be awesome. MTV used to be awesome. And now they both just constantly show reruns. Now, like, Nickelodeon has Ninja Turtles now, which is yes, something. Yeah. Right? And, and it's a really good show. And it's had Avatar, Korra, which I've never gotten into, but I hear is like the yeah. best animated show ever made uh-huh. to anyone that's watched it. Yeah. But – uh. MTV, I noticed, it's just it's all reruns. That's all they do. Like from six in the morning until you know eight at night, it's just nothing but old shit. Like that's on every night. Right. It's like here's an old episode of I don't know, Nicki Minaj. You know how I made my ass for two hours. <laughs> you know, I, was the, I feel like the last new show that they had was probably. It feels like it was Jersey Shore. That seems like the last. Pretty one much, but, cared about. I mean, they introduced new shows from like. Eight to ten, so that means, in all honesty, they have just about like two hours of new programming, wow. and that's it. You know, like if you think about it, most channels are like that, except for like local channels have constant stuff. Like they have the news; it's live. They have you know talk shows throughout the day that are new for the right. most part. You know, like Ellen and 
I don't understand how they can still have real world road rules challenge. In yeah, either of those shows. I know. There's I, no road rules. Hasn't been on no. in like 15 years. <laughs> I, I can't even remember the last road rules, but they still have the challenge. I don't even know if Real World is still a thing. Are they just but finding Road Rules died back in like 1998? It feels like. Are they just finding these people off the street? I think so. Like, There's people who didn't make it in the Big Brother Survivor. It's like, hey, so we got a show for you. MTV should try another animation block. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Maybe nope. like an animation block with like a not annoying live action show in the middle that's not reality. And it'd be cool if they did that and they like they. Almost tried doing that when they brought Beavis and Butthead back like two, yeah. three years ago. And then they, and nothing happened with that. And Mike Judge has been on Howard Stern a bunch of times because he does uh, the show on, MT- that, on HBO that I heard is really good called Silicon Valley. Okay. He's the creator of that show. It's apparently oh, wow. a big Didn't success. Um, but he was on there saying that MTV loved the ratings. They think it's great. Their ratings were huge when Beavis and Butthead came back. Mm-hmm. They have a whole season in the can and they just never aired it. Serious? Never showed it. Nothing. He has no idea what's going on. So oh, damn, because I mean, that, I thought it was that great new format was awesome. Yeah. yeah, like I loved it. It was just the right mix of how it used to be to like adding updates to I it. I fucking loved it. They did. Uh, <laughs> they watched music videos, but they also watched MTV reality shows at the same <laughs> yeah. time. You remember that? Uh huh. They did what? Like the dating shows oh, their... yeah. <laughs> and True Life. They they watched True Life too. That's great. <laughs> so good. So yeah. the nineties. Yeah, the '90s. Like they should bring that back. Like you said, the animation block bring back Beavis and Butthead. Even then, they had that minor animation resurgence in like 2000, 2001 with yeah. uh, Undergrads and Clone High and all those. Like mm-hmm. that was something. And even Clone High is what I'd love to go try and check out. I didn't yeah. watch it when it was on, but knowing that it's like it's the guys that did the Lego Movie and Twenty One Jump Street and all that. Well, my friend Rob, my really penis in her. This oh, guy, yeah. Rob. He's a uh, he was the biggest Clone ha- Clone High fan around. Uh, and you know what show me and uh, my penis in her really like to watch all the time <laughs> and always talked about. I don't know if you remember this show, but there was a show on MTV that was awesome, and it was called Syphil and Ollie. I re- I remember bits and pieces of Syphil and Ollie. And I they, mostly remember United States of whatever. Right. Yeah, they did United States of whatever, and there was a there was there were two sock puppets, and then there was this crazy yellow sock puppet named Chester, and he was like kind of like slow and, and awesome. <laughs> Because he was like a hyperactive, like you know, special ed kid, almost, uh-huh. you know. And he was hilarious. He's the best part of the show. If you, if you uh, go on YouTube and look up like Ch- Siflon Ali Chester or uh, Calls from the Public, it's it's great. You'll love it. I promise. I used to watch that, and I used to watch um, what was another big MTV show that I used to uh, used to really watch that was. Uh, it was live action. I know they had uh, that undressed show was really popular for a while. A lot of people got their start on that. I used, you know I used to like the dating shows on there. They had um, dismissed, which I thought was really good. Yeah, that was it. That was interesting. What was it uh, Room Raiders? Room was Raiders was Room Raiders was great. Ridiculous. <laughs> Room Raiders was ridiculous. <laughs> they did the black light. And there's so just cum everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Everyone had cum on their walls in Room Raiders. It's like a Jackson Pollock. Right. It was just like that. Uh, all these like random hidden things. Like it looks, it looks like a nice enough place. But what's this hidden underneath the drawer? Porno Stacks mags. of porn. <laughs> I didn't know it's, he liked porn that much. It's probably so fake now. Yeah, like if you watch it back now, oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I'd still like to though. And you know, it was always a big event. Was when MTV did Spring Break. Uh-huh. And it was like oh, yeah. a week long of awesome new. Exciting programming, and they had WCW on there. You remember that? <laughs> I don't like remember Raven, that. Raven and Jericho were on Are there. Are you serious? Yeah, and DDP. 
And they had uh, Kid Rock was like on there with the WCW guys. I oh, remember wow. Raven, Raven and DDP had like some big MTV thing going on for a while. I don't remember back that. and forth. I used to watch, uh, you know, TRL was big. Yeah, too. I, it's weird. I was just thinking last week. I was talking to someone about this, and it's like kids these days are never going to know what TRL was like. It's like, oh, that's that guy from The Voice. <laughs> that's what they're going to say. It's like, hoping that your video made it to the top, and just how people would swarm Times Square, banging on glass to get noticed. So crazy. Yeah, man. It's just I can't believe Carson Daly still has a job, even though he's on at like three thirty a.m. or whatever he does his thing. I know. That's right. He's the host of the Voice too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. We're trying to look up the Spring Break WCW event right now. Man, I can't. Find Does not it. seem to be happening. Mm-mm. He has to tweet Jericho. I will. <laughs> He'll respond. It's it's in his books and shit. <laughs> and see, I think it was spring break. What else would have been? Like there's nothing else covered. Spring break. Like oh, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman on MTV Spring Break. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and NWO was crazy. NWO was huge, man. That's right, they give someone a giant wedgie. (laughs) This is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. This is just terrible. Oh, it's on WrestleCrap. (laughs) There's the whole article on WrestleCrap. Oh, man, that's awesome. (laughs) Fear Factory. Oh, jeez. I'm not going to play the sound along with this. Wow. Fear Factory. I vaguely remember that band. Who was wrestling on this with Fear Factory? There's Jericho. Raven. And what was that? Malenko. Malenko yeah. Saturn. So they had a match with Fear Factory playing in the background. There's Jericho getting hammered by Ray- Maskless Rey Mysterio. I hated Maskless Rey Mysterio. Raven on commentary, of course. And Jimmy Hart on commentary also. <laughs> That's great. Favorite Jericho tights, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they called it Beach Brawl. I loved it. <laughs> Saturn in a dress, by the way. He was in that weird dressing in WCW also? Oh, yeah. I never. I was never a WCW guy. That's where it all started. I think Jericho Q. Morris. beat him in a match and he had to wear a dress, or someone did. Maybe it was Raven. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know who you wins know, Raven started wearing a dress, and then Saturn started talking to a mop, and Chavo started talking to a rocking horse. <laughs> Let's fast forward a little bit. I want to see who wins this. Fear Factory. Oh, it's Hugh Morris. Yep. Jericho wins! <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Yep. You read it in the book. <laughs> Watch Chris win. <laughs> Best Jericho. Well, everyone there is a Jericho-holic, too. Yeah. They probably passed out those signs. Like These are a bunch of kids on Spring Break who have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so Kid Rock and Jimmy Hart are presenting a trophy to Jericho. Oh, cuts off before the acceptance speech. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. So MTV Spring Break's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, those were the days. Yeah. So let's get some uh, quick synergy news. Let let's me see. do it. 
Let's see if I can find the. You shouldn't die. Button. That's not the button. There it is. Up. Uh, up. Uh, uh, up. Uh, no. Up. Down. Hi, I'm Eric Roberts. Well, no, that's not it. <laughs> Control F. Find it. Hi, I'm Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts news. Trying to sneak in here. I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up. <laughs> that's yeah, all That's all the Synergy News. So, uh, welcome to Synergy News, everybody. I just received a shipment of blank sketch covers because it sounds like I could very well be doing an appearance at a movie theater for the Avengers opening night. Really? Yes. Very nice. There's a, a local movie theater uh, that has like a – usually they'll do like theme nights when there's like a movie that comes out mm-hmm. like – Hunger Games, they, like, everyone wears costumes. What was it? What was one of the other nights that wore costumes? I think it was, like, I'm guessing the Penguins Madagascar movie. movie. People were wearing penguin costumes. Shit what? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, so, uh, this local movie theater does, like, comic book merchandise and stuff, and what they want to do is they want to have an artist there doing, like, art and selling comics and stuff when the Avengers opening night happens, which is cool, but also kind of sad because I want, really want to see the Avengers, <laughs> but... Um, I ordered, I think it was five, five blank Avengers comics. So I'm going to be doing Avengers covers to be selling at the show. Well, I guess it's kind of a show, but yeah, at the movie theater. So I'm going to do like an Ultron one, uh, Hulkbuster Iron Man one, stuff like that that relates mm-hmm. to the movie. So I'm going to have a bunch of those out there. I'm going to save one and set it aside so I can do another Avengers fanatic. So we'll have one of those ready to go again. And yeah, so I, I have a ton of blank covers now that I'm, I'm really getting into selling them online now, too. Uh, I sold the Calvin and Hobbes one on eBay this week. I put a bunch on eBay. You guys probably saw it on Twitter if you follow me on Twitter. And the Calvin and Hobbes one sold to a guy in Kansas. I hope he enjoys it. Um, it was one of the first ones I did that wasn't a Philly fanatic, I think. Right. And so now I'm going to start to do some a couple more serious ones. I have the Wolverine one where he's clawing Deadpool. That's probably like my most serious one, the Cyborg Superman one. Uh, so I'm going to do a, a Hulkbuster Iron Man one, maybe where he's, he's uh, fighting the Hulk, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Uh, I, I, I think I'm going to do for the uh, Ultron one, kind of like I did for the Skeletor with He-Man's skull, right. but holding Iron Man's helmet That'd be cool. instead. So I'm, I'm thinking about doing something like that. Something along those lines where he's like crushing Tony and then maybe instead of the speech bubble saying, you know, alas, poor He-Man, I right. killed him well, he's going to say there are no strings on me mm-hmm. or something like that. So, but are you still going to do a couple kind of goofier ones? Oh, yeah. I know yeah. you were working on uh, the regular show one as well. Yeah. Yeah, I finished that this week. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's all done. But the thing that sucks is that um, – here's the thing you got to look out for if you're doing these blind covers. If you're at home and you want to try it, uh, take the cover if you get one and feel it first and see if it's glossy or not. If it's glossy, then the markers are going to really fucking suck on it. Uh-huh. If it's rough, then it's going to be perfect. Um, the regular show cover – I the Wolverine cover I had – uh, is glossy and the markers didn't turn out the way I really wanted them to, and Marvel must have gotten a lot of complaints or something because they switched theirs right away. Because okay. the Wolverine one was really old, it's like one of the first blank covers they did. But the company who does regular show books, I guess, just doesn't 
know or gotcha. anything like that. So it's it's a glossy cover. So the markers are kind of smeary, but it, it's one of those things where you don't know until you do it. You know, like you do the whole paint, you, you do the whole sketch, and then you ink it, and you're like, oh, wow, this has turned out good. And then as soon as you put the marker on it, you notice that it's like smears, and you're like, oh, shit. There's no turning back. It's it's too late. You know, you got to finish it. Still turned out all right, though? I, th- I mean, it's as best as I could do, you know? Right. But I think it turned out pretty good. Um, that one's done. I have a Walking Dead blank that I, I still don't know what I'm going to put on it yet. Obviously, something zombie. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, yeah, here's the regular show. Cover. Okay, nice. Yeah. You can see how, like, it's kind of streaky. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Yeah. But it's the best I could do. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have an Electra blank that I, I think I'm going to do a Daredevil. I'm going to throw a Daredevil on there. Okay. Maybe, like, him and Electra together. The dogs like that idea. Probably. Something along those lines with, like, Electra and Daredevil maybe making out. <laughs> there you go. That's always a good one. People like that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, so I'm going to work on those blanks. I'm working on the book still. I just plotted out the next page, so that's done. So in between that, just trying to knock everything out in time for convention season, which is coming up. Um, Wizard World's right around the corner. Actually, we talked about that yeah, last show. It's going to be early this year. It's second week of May. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think me and Brian Brown are going to get a table again together. Very cool. Yeah, so it should be good. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I skipped the convention last year. It's just it's been getting pricey, and there really wasn't a lot of things I was in, interested in last year. I mean, Wizard World's kind of the same thing every year. Uh, it's just with bigger crowds and more expenses. Pretty much. Different, I mean, different guests. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm an autograph person, but I've past two years or so, I've really gotten out of it. Unless there's someone major I really, really want to meet, it's I don't care as much. And while I do know they have a couple of the actors from Arrow that are going to be there, that'd be awesome. And Gotham. Eh. <laughs> eh. Eh. I mean, I like Gotham. I don't care about Ben McKenzie. The guy that's playing Penguin's really good at that role. Mm-hmm. But I remember him from the movie Accepted as so the ADD kid. <laughs> like, so do I. <laughs> don't we all? He's come a long way and is... Christ, it's like 10 years. Um... But I don't know, like I want to meet people from Arrow, and I saw the prices, and I'm like, no, I don't want to that much. I mean, we could probably get you a press pass this year. Try yeah. to. We'll try, but I know they just started uh, they, um, accepting them. So. They don't. I've lucked out. We had one good year where we just like did a clean sweep of all the conventions with press passes, and then after that, they didn't want us around anymore. I guess they didn't like our coverage. I don't know. I thought we did a great job. Yeah, in New we're York. pretty honest with these things. Uh, I think New York, we should definitely try for again. Oh, definitely. Because I would love to go back. It I went I skipped New York one year also, but I went back to that last year and I enjoy that one so much more than Wizard. Sorry guys at Wizard, but the the New York Comic Con the no, show itself, the way yeah. it's formatted, the way that the things you could see there, it's a much more exciting experience. I mean there's no real it's not even close. You know, right. they, they, no. New York's just totally different. They have all the big publishers. Mm-hmm. You know they have all the best artists. Although it was really, writers. it was really odd last year that DC really didn't have a presentation. Which DC, is weird, didn't, DC didn't even have a booth. That's so weird. They brought the uh, the Hall of Batman suits, hmm. so they they had that downstairs, but they had nothing else that was really advertising. Which is weird because the year I went, it was like all DC. Mm-hmm. You know, I 
my goal this year is to go back and just fill up a sketchbook with sketches. Right. That's my goal. I'm just going to oh, bring you like easily. I mean, it's all in one section and it's so easy to navigate now. I'm just going to bring like, you know, a couple hundred bucks and then just go around and be like sketch Spider-Man or Mary Jane, you know, a Spider-Man character. I just want to start like a Spider-Man sketchbook with like all my favorite artists, and then if Dan Jurgens is there, I gotta get a cyborg Superman because that's I like mean, we've, we've looked him up before. Does he even do sketches still? Or I don't know. That's the thing, you know. Right, but that's that's like my number one goal. You should just make it a goal. Like when next time you go to New York Comic Con, get Sinister Six. Like get each person to have a different villain, mm-hmm. and just combine them all into one giant poster. Yeah, we'll get like a a comic backer, like a comic book page. Mm-hmm. And just have them sketch on that. I mean, it's easy enough to find sketch covers there. I know Midtown sold you know regular do? cover price. You no, know, it's a great idea to uh, be honest. If I took like a comic book page, mm-hmm. you know, like like one of those pages, yeah, and um, wrote a script and had them sketch each box, a different artist That'd in be each box, cool. and do like a like a story that involves like all the Spider-Man characters. That'd be badass. Yeah, that 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 that'd be tough probably, but. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. No. <laughs> just write like a one-page script. Yeah. Just, you know, like Spider-Man so, fights all of his villains on one page. Yeah. And so I'm like, thinking of your dream Spidey idea. There you go. Yeah. I got to throw MJ and Gwen in there somewhere. Just have like every character on this one page. Maybe like a dream sequence. That'd be sweet. Yeah. If you And if you could find a way to make it all make sense, that'd be really awesome. Yeah. I could figure something out. That might be really pricey, but that'd be really awesome. Yeah. And then maybe have like no – I wouldn't even need any speech bubbles. Maybe do like enough said kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like in this box and then a description of what I need in this box. <laughs> I wonder how much they would charge for that. If they would charge me like a normal sketch price or what. Huh. Something to think about. Yeah. And then I could scan it and color it. Be cool. I think you're on to something. I think so. That's right. Make Who's getting more pussy? <laughs> I am after that. <laughs> Ass like a ten-year-old boy. <laughs> That's how they want you to describe how you want your Spider-Man to look. Well, first I want him to bend over, and no, I don't think they would draw that. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I'll be at Wizard World. I'll be doing the normal stuff, selling stuff. I'll be at Free Comic Book Day, doing stuff, selling stuff. Uh, I have a great free comic book day story to tell you off air. Oh, really? Yes. Uh-oh. Involves uh, some friends wait. friends of the show. Can't wait. And one of the friends who's going to listen to this, I, don't worry. It's staying off I'm pretty show. sure I know don't worry. where it might be going, but yeah. I'm excited. Yep. My reaction when I heard it? What the hell? That's right. <laughs> Stay tuned. No, I'm not going to say Nope, you'll never you. know. You'll never know. <laughs> wait, where? <laughs> I can't find any of my laughs. God damn it. <laughs> I can't find anything. There's a you have a control F feature. I hate control. Just type the find. Oh, right, here we go. <laughs> that way too oh, here we go. <laughs> They're all in a row. I should have known. <laughs> I found them all. <laughs> Something stinks like stale French fries. <laughs> you know what? We need to pull the sound clips from uh, Gigli. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Put some on your head. What was it? It's uh, uh, what's the name of the 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 thing? The, was it? It's like a pie, right? Yeah, some sort of pie. God damn it! Like, Tongue will smack your brains trying to get to it. <laughs> That's right. Mm, oh my good. god! Interested? 
It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> There's so many good actors in that damn movie. It's oh god. Like even Pacino has a role in it, but no one ever acknowledges it. <laughs> you know, Al Pacino's doing a one man show by us in really? Atlantic City. Huh. I saw a commercial for it. He's doing a one man show all about his career at uh, Caesar's Palace. Oh, that'd be Caesar's, awesome. Whatever it's called, I don't know. Huh. And uh, he's um he's wearing like a headband in the commercial, and he's freaking out. I have no idea what he's freaking out about. Here's the Christopher Walken Gigli. Go down to Marie Callender's. Marie Callender, Marie Callender's. Uh, that's it. Get me a big bowl of pie, some ice cream on it. Mm-hmm, good. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> um, put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. Interested? Yeah. Mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, good. Put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. Interested? Interested? <laughs> what the fuck? That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what he's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be a sure, but I don't know. I don't know. He's a crazy guy. I'm, I feel like I'm one of ten people who has actually seen Geely. I've never seen Geely. I have seen That's Geely. the most I've seen of Geely. I was on a quest to watch Geely once. And oh, my God. It's terrible. It's it sounds great. It's so bad. The lines in that movie. It, took, uh, it got Ben Affleck not to act anymore, pretty yeah, much. I mean, and Unless it's, he's directing. He <laughs> doesn't trust it, anyone. It, it worked out for him in the end. Well, hopefully his Batman isn't all fucked up. But it's like when he hooks up with Jennifer Lopez and he's about to go down on her. She oh. starts saying, it's turkey time, gobble, gobble. What the fuck? I don't know. And then Justin Bartha, who's like a decent actor from like National Treasure and the Hangover movies. Oh, right. Yeah, he's, he's uh, Doug, special right? ed in that movie. God. He's like – I think he was trying – I don't know. The script probably wasn't that bad maybe. Interested? Like they had an idea there that just got ruined. It sounds terrible. It really is. I've never seen it. I don't want to see it. I had to. I had to. I, <laughs> being an Affleck fan, like, I have to give this a try at least. Yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love Affleck. God, I, it's bad. I think he's going to be a great Batman. I'm oh, just worried about everyone else around him. <laughs> you mean every other actor trying to shoehorn into that movie to be some sort of uh, superhero role? Eric Larson went on a really great uh, rant on Man of Steel, speaking of that, the other night. Really? Because Eric Larson hates it just as much as we did. Which I I love. I feel like most people feel that way. The only person I know that doesn't like hate it, hate it, uh-huh. is uh, Rob Liefeld. Loves it. Really? Loves it. Tweets positive about it all the time. That's weird. It's uh, it's bad. Let me see if I can find some of the what, stuff uh, he's saying. You know, started this. I'm curious what instigated him wanting to just start complaining about Man of Steel. I don't know, but I would have. Uh, I, I was uh, tweeting back with him. Do you have any favorites that you could jump off of? It? Let's see what we got here. Oh, I think. Oh wait, oh, here we go. Some yeah. of it, yeah. I retweeted that. <laughs> Superman made zero effort to save anybody but Lois and that one random family at the end. <laughs> and then uh, this is one of those. This is one of those arguments that's going to go on forever. The, the, the things that people have against. Here you this go. Movie. The, I retweeted this. The more I think about the Man of Steel movie, the less I like it. That's what started, and I agree. Oh yeah, we said that on the show. Like. I watched it again, and I hate it even more. No, it's because it, it's one of those ones I wanted to like, and I still want to like it. And I keep torturing myself, and I can only get about like an hour into it, maybe. 
Yeah. 20 minutes. Like, I just, it's so. He put in quotes, that trucker was kind of a jerk. So I'm going to destroy his truck and his livelihood because that's what heroes do. <laughs> pa Kent is a terrible parent giving the worst possible advice, and it's all just bleak and depressing. So many bad choices made. Lois Lane is plain, is bland and plain, hardly the love interest of a superhero, and it all fails on so many levels. It's action-packed, I'll give it that, but so what? It's dog shit. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie... Oh, he retweeted someone else. My favorite part of the movie is when Kevin Costner just stood there like a jackass and waited for the tornado to kill his ass. <laughs> Clark should have said, yeah, you're right. You should just go away. You suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Her and Clark making out on the ashes of a thousand dead. <laughs> Uh, how did no one in the bar hear the sound of a truck being wrapped around a pole? Uh, it goes on forever. Thousands must have died in that battle. We've talked about that. Superman made zero effort to save anybody but Lois and the family. Not a lot of movies made me angry. Kevin McGuire from DC Comics tweeted, but that one sure did. <laughs> Even but he so, works for DC Comics? He used to. He, was the, oh, okay. he, did, he did all those JLAs with Guy Gardner. Oh, okay. The facial expressions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even the simple stuff like contract. Why give Superman a washed out Kryptonian suit? <laughs> pa Kent, you have to let people die. Clark, why? Because one day you'll save people. What? I don't know. This script is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> why say Kryptonians are hatched to either be scientists or soldiers, then show the lead scientist kick every soldier's ass? <laughs> oh, I don't nitpick shitty science because all superheroes fall apart. Too often when we reimagine these characters, they want to emphasize that changes have been made and then rub it in all of our faces. <laughs> Um, I'm really hoping I have high hopes for Batman vs Superman but I don't know man Yeah, the worst part is he left the trucker in the bar free to continue harassing that girl (laughs) Uh, I love how Clark abandoned the freshly wounded Lois Lane overnight in the Sub-Zero Arctic and then took off in his spaceship (laughs) 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 I like to imagine he walked out there and thought whose truck is that wrapped around that pole great it goes on for a while Uh, the logic seems to be marvel is doing fun movies so let's do the opposite (laughs) i let thousands of bystanders die while myself and zod wreck the city yet i'm not going to save this one or yet i'm going to save this one totally random family (laughs) it says it would have helped the story if he had saved someone else along the way or showed some concern for the victims i agree make this entire podcast for the next 10 episodes till we get Mm -hmm. to 100 about Man of Steel and how much it didn't work. Yeah, but I, this this one does bug me because I've I've argued this with people too. He literally flew Zod from an isolated field and into a Seven Eleven and let it burn in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, he he is the one picking up Zod and smashing him into these things, and people are just dying all over the place. Well, he had to get him away from the family farm, so clearly take him to a populated city. Superman goes, "This is gonna look sick, bro." <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm never gonna like that movie. I don't care how many how many times people tell me that it's good. I'm never I'm never gonna like that movie because it's not my Superman. It I don't know whose it is. I mean, it's I don't, not any I, Superman I, I know. I don't understand the opposing viewpoint. I don't understand like not even not even from a Superman fan point of view, just from a quality movie storytelling point of view. It is a mess. It, it is. makes no sense. It's total. You don't mess. feel any empathy for any main characters. Nope. I certainly didn't care when he had to kill Zod. If anything, Zod is the most sympathetic character in the movie. Yeah, he kills all of the Krypton. That's his people. 
Yeah, and you, he gets imprisoned, and he just wants to try and like re, like save his people. Just wants again. to save his people. I mean, it sounds terrible, but Zod is the one that's seemed to have the most struggle in that entire movie. And that's how you know you've done it bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you fucked up. You have failed. Seriously, and then, it's a and fucking mess. The whole thing, like. Batman vs Superman is the only chance DC has to like switch it around, and, hope and they're going to have to because we saw Green Lantern was supposed to be the big reboot. And I okay, I still say I didn't hate that, but it's the better problem, than Man of Steel. <laughs> but the problem is with Green Lantern is they threw so much shit against the fan to try and because there's a lot of lore with Green Lantern. Oh yeah, and Jeff Johns added to it, so mm-hmm. they tried to throw it all in one shot, which was tough. Yeah, the sec had they done a sequel, it would have been incredible. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they saw that, like, wait, we spent all this money on special effects and it's the comic book lore that people know and they don't want to see that. And it's a fun movie. They don't want to see that either, I guess. People don't like smiling Ryan Reynolds. Let's give him brooding Superman. It's not It's not what we want. There's a happy medium, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of failed with the new Spider-Man movies too. Yeah. They're a fucking mess too. I didn't mind Amazing Spider-Man 1. I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it for I, what it um, was. I didn't like Peter. Amazing Spider-Man 2, I actually – the I thought the Peter Gwen stuff was the best part of the movie. I did too. If you cut out all yeah. the villains from Amazing Spider-Man Two, it's a decent Spider-Man. If you story. cut out Electro, it wouldn't make any difference at all in Spider-Man Two. He shouldn't have even been there. He had no relevance to the plot whatsoever. <laughs> you could have fucking deleted Jimmy Fox from that movie. Uh, someone should do that on YouTube. If you just cut out all of Electro scenes, it's not going to make any kind of difference in that movie whatsoever. <laughs> no, actually, it doesn't. Because even you know, spoiler alert. When uh, Harry starts going crazy at the end, Harry's still the one doing all the nutty things to the employees, and he's the one that winds up cursing himself or whatever. Which that was also a shitty subplot. Yeah, this disease that yeah you know, it comes and goes now that kills Tex Richmond after fifty years. <laughs> yeah, it's and then face you now. Nah, it comes and goes. What the fuck? It was dumb. Why can't they just fucking do it? The thing is, like, even Andrew Garfield said how disappointing it was. Like, he comes out and said, when your lead actor is like, yeah, it was a good script to begin with. And then the studios wanted this and that. And it's like, oh, gotcha. People are stupid. (laughs) You know who's not stupid, though? Who's not stupid? Uh, I don't know. Who could be that's not stupid? I could name a number of people, but did someone do something extremely smart recently? Someone did something extremely smart. I don't have a button for this, though. <laughs> I'm just going to push this one. I guess that works, right? Sure. Oh, no, we'll do this one. Yeah. Hey, this is Brian Williams. Yeah. <laughs> That's just in. I was swinging with Spider-Man. It's just in. I am Spider-Man. <laughs> Brian Williams here. My Aunt May uh, bit me like a spider, and now I'm Spider-Man. My daughter gets her ass eaten on HBO every week on well, that then show. She girl. flies around with Christopher Walken. Yeah. More of this at 10. Because she got a great ass! But no, Spider Man. Uh, Marvel has uh, made some sort of deal with yes. Sony, and they have acquired Spider Man back into the fold of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I have the full article here. It's insane. <laughs> You're so happy about this. I'm very happy because what Sony essentially did was. All right, yeah, we fucked up Spider-Man. You guys fix him, and then we'll just put out the movies that you fixed him for <laughs> we'll doing. We'll go from there. Yeah. Like, you guys, like, recast him, introduce him, make him awesome, and then we'll take over. Like, that's that's really smart. <laughs> so, not only that, but 
as part of this deal, uh, Sony can also have like Cap and Iron Man in some of their movies as well. Interesting. Yeah. So they can appear in the Spider-Man movies. What's weird is that I feel like Sony's been up for doing this kind of thing because even last year, I don't know if you remember, it it was it was Amazing Spider-Man two. At the end of Amazing Spider-Man two, it had That's a scene thing. for Days of Future Past because there was just some weird cross promotional. It, it was some kind of deal where they needed the director. I don't know why they needed him so bad because he's a piece of shit movie, but uh, some kind of deal where he was supposed to make a movie for 20th Century Fox, but he made the Spider-Man movie instead and. It, to make the Spider movie, they had to put that scene. See, I in like there. Mark Webb, and uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer is still one of probably one of my top ten favorite movies. Yeah, and he did a great job with that one. But I think this is interesting because it makes me wonder. Things aren't going to all wind up going back to Marvel, but it might actually wind up being Sony that's going to somehow pull all these groups together. Sony's going to have access to, like Cap and Iron Man. They already have Spidey, and they've made deals before with Fox and X Men. Perhaps, yeah, something could happen here. But anyway, you've got this article. That'd be crazy. So, according to the release, other characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, such as Iron Man, Thor, Cap, may also be integrated in future Spider-Man movies. Though the characters have interacted in Marvel comic books for decades, they've been segregated because of all the different studios having all these different rights. So, in the wake of the Sony hack, because some of that stuff kind of came out when the Sony hack, that there were, like, rumblings, that there was, like, rumors of that going on, this, this deal. So, uh... Spider-Man Pact is a significant partnership between Disney, which owns Marvel, and Sony, who holds rights to the Marvel-created Spider-Man character. Uh, meanwhile, 20th Century Fox owns the X-Men and Fantastic Four, though those characters are just as important as Spider-Man. Oh, Fantastic Four. And, by the way, that new trailer looks like shit, by the oh way. Oh, my God. It looks like Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely cover Fantastic <laughs> Four on the show and how much it is a piece of shit when it comes out. I'm not watching it. I don't no, know what you're talking I'm about. Not, I'm not going to pay to see that shit. I don't like Miles Teller, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. So I saw one movie he was okay in, I think. I think it was because I watched him in Divergent, and that movie was a piece of shit, too. <laughs> so uh, they said this is the right decision for the franchise. Well, no shit. Well, yeah. For our business, for Marvel and the fans. Spider-Man is one of Marvel's great characters, beloved around the world. We're thrilled to work with Sony Pictures to bring the Web Slinger into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which opens up fantastic new opportunities for storytelling and franchise building. So they also announced that they have modified their schedule a bit, uh, which probably means like, all right, we got to change things around because we have Spider-Man in this, we got Spider-Man in that, we got to put Spider-Man in this. Yeah, pretty much. So Thor was originally scheduled to come out July 28th, 2017. Thor Ragnarok, which means crazy shit's going to happen, will hit theaters now November 3rd, 2017. Black Panther will uh, debut on July 6th, 2018 instead of November 3rd, 2017. And Captain Marvel is set for a November 2nd, 2018 release, and Inhumans will debut July 12th, 2019. 2019. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Avengers Infinity War Part 2 are still going to be released on May 4th, 2018 and May 3rd, 2019. <laughs> I don't even want to think that far ahead. That's ridiculous. No, I'll probably be a dad by then. But it's like, <laughs> hell, I'll probably be a dad by then. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but it's... I'm I'm interested. I'm curious. They have to squeeze in a Spider-Man movie because they uh, there was even a report last year that the most profitable superhero was Spider-Man. He sells the most merch. He's like, my favorite. Even, even more than Batman. There's more Spider-Man merch sold than any other superhero. He's my favorite. I'm, now, now, the big thing going on the internet, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. Yeah. Peter Parker or Miles uh, Peter Turner, Parker. Or Miles uh, Morales, rather. Peter Parker. And it's not a race thing. I just think that Peter Parker hasn't 
I don't know. He needs Miles is a. It would be a good way to completely start from scratch. Yeah. Because Peter's story's been already shown to us mm-hmm. twice as an intro in the past ten years. I think that Spider-Man still needs his like Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he needs his like the one guy that's going to bring it all together. Yeah. But who could it be? That's the thing. I have no idea. And what and what type of Spider-Man do they do? Do they do? I think that they should do like like like. Science Lab Spider-Man still working at the Bugle Spider-Man like yeah I think they should do like in his twenties I th- I think they should just fuck off with the high school stuff already because it's it's mm-hmm. done I mean everyone knows the origin yeah bit by the spider it happens and if you want to show it do like a five minute flashback mm-hmm. he should be like a, a younger actor in like his twenties kind of like the cast of Hunger Games kind of maybe like that guy who was in Hunger Games. Uh, in Catching Fire, like the real pretty boy guy, I think uh, he. Finnick. Finnick. Like, I thought he's I th- basically Aquaman because he yeah. had the trident and everything. I think he'd be kind of good. Yeah, he would. Um, but someone like like that is who I'm thinking of. You know what right. I mean? That kind of guy, not uh, your boy from Hunger Games. <laughs> What's that? Oh, fuck. he's the worst. <laughs> Peter, goddamn him! Yeah. Why is he even an actor? That's your boy. He's yeah. the worst. Uh, he's my. Uh, he's uh, Miles Teller. His stupid face. <laughs> Five foot four height. Yeah, Miles Teller should not be Spider Man. He's Mister Fantastic. Good. You can fuck up that movie. Stay out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but with this cross promotional thing, who knows? Maybe he'll wind up in yours. Oh night. god damn it! I'm Mister Fantastic and Spider Man. What? So there's all kinds of great superhero stuff coming out. Uh, not only that, but since our last episode, the trailer for Daredevil for Netflix came out. It looks fucking great. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little not disappointed, just underwhelmed. I guess. I think it, I, I think, think I wanted more, and yeah. I think I really want to see the red suit. They, yeah, they're keeping they're, that red suit. They're under not going to show the red suit no. until the show comes out. Uh huh. But I want to see the red suit. And the black suit's from the comics. It's straight out of the book. And it's uh, it's gonna be great. I, I I think that guy looks just like Matt Murdock. Yeah. And yeah. I like that they kept the same tones. It's I like how they're still kind of keeping the kingpin hidden. Mm-hmm. You're still not seeing... I mean, you know who the actor is, and you saw, like, the back of him. You and he's going to be great. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. I just think it's going to be really good. I like that they're keeping, like, the, the religious tones, too. Uh-huh. And um, it just looks perfect. It See, looks I like want, Daredevil. I want to marathon it, man, but it's like 13 hours. I know. I'm going to marathon it. I, I'm going on vacation, Wait, like I said. Oh, I'm going right. on vacation that week. And I land at six o'clock that night. That it, it starts Friday. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> and you're starting six o'clock at night to six o'clock in the morning. I, gonna, I think so. You're gonna try and do that. <laughs> from, really? I'm going straight off the plane from Putacana, coming home, <laughs> clicking on Netflix, and that's it. Oh, good night. You're going to bed. All right, I'll be here. I'm just watching the whole thing. Oh man, see, I Marathon. I don't know what I want to do. Like, I kind of want to invite people over and watch it, but people have jobs and responsibilities. And even then, I'll probably fall asleep before it even gets over. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to run a noon to midnight type thing. Yeah. But six to six, that'd be awesome, but not likely. I don't know. Not bloody likely. Nope. Uh, I think... I, I'm I excited so for good. it still, and yeah. I do really want to see it, but I guess I wanted more out of that trailer. It was a lot of quick cuts, a lot of... Not a lot of information. It was a tease. I know. They did the old tickle your ass with a feather. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like one. I don't one. like it at all. Uh, I can't wait for it. Um, I like I have a friend who works for Netflix who um, he sent me a picture of uh, apparently if you work for Netflix when they have like one of their new shows debut they give the whole staff like some swag. Really? Yeah. So he's like, I have no idea what we're getting for this yet. He's like, but I'll let you know 
But I'll show you what just got hung up in our office. This, like, monster poster. Oh, Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I need that. Yeah. It's really cool. That is badass. It's like the city with, like, the DDs in red in the city. Oh, man, that's yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. So I gotta go work for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I so thought I, if you worked for Netflix, you just were, like, part of the shipping people. I didn't know. I guess he's corporate or something. Yeah, I think he works in, like, um, I forget, one of the developmental department things. NXT. I don't know if it's got his job title. Yeah, he yeah, works with NXT. NXT. I don't know if it's got his job title. Oh, finance specialist. Oh. Yeah. Nice. California. All right. Done. Done? Yeah. Heading out? After I work for NXT. That means you're going to California after this? I'm going to hang with Steen. That's in Florida, though, NXT. I'm going to do both. Oh. (laughs) You're going to go to Florida and California at the same time? Well, maybe not Florida because it's terrible there. Huh. All right. Well, Well, so I've heard anyway. Well, it was nice knowing you. Take his pointy nose and his pointy chin and get the fuck out. (laughs) I have neither of those things. I'm not Bill Hader. No, you're not. So, uh, we got some end of the world news, speaking of that. Um, Speaking of uh, shitty Florida movies and Florida. Yeah, we got some Florida news mixed in here. Maybe shitty movies. What What shitty movies are you talking about? Well, you were speaking of Florida. (laughs) What shitty movies are out of Florida? A lot of shitty movies come out of Florida. Like what? I don't know. one. Let's see. What's a really shitty movie that takes place in Florida? <clears throat> What's that? There's like a movie with the old mobsters and it's a bunch of old actors. And I don't know. Here's End of the World. <laughs> this is End of the World News. Not the beat! Ah! Burt Reynolds is in it and Richard <laughs> Dreyfuss is in it. What the fuck? I saw this movie in the movies. I don't movies. know what you're talking about. It's a total right piece of shit. <laughs> It's about a movie where a bunch of old mobsters and all this shit happens, and it's it's Why really bad. Burt Reynolds' old shit mobsters. Or <laughs> no, I'll find it in his filmography. Trust me, it's uh, not without a paddle. <laughs> it's uh, uh, where are you? <laughs> the crew. It's called the fucking crew. This movie with Burt Reynolds and Richard Dreyfuss and Dan Hedaya. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. I love all these guys, these old fuckers. It was terrible. (laughs) Yeah, South Beach, boom, Florida. Four retired mobsters plan one last crime to save their apartment at a retirement home. They steal a course from the mortuary to use it as a victim in a staged murder scene. Unknown to them, the body belonged to the head of a Colombian drug smuggling ring. Hijinks ensue. And the movie is shit. The crew received negative reviews upon oh release God. and was mostly noted for its similarities to Space Cowboys, which also involved four retirees who returned for one last job. That movie was really good, by the way, Space Cowboys, if you ever saw it. Uh, the crew holds a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 83 reviews. It was a flop grossing like $13 million off of a $23 million budget. Guess who spent some of that money to help them get $13 million? My dad. <laughs> <laughs> Space Cowboys, meanwhile, has a 79%. And it's a great movie. Space Cowboys, not a shitty movie. So uh, let's get to some news here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> while, we, uh, while we talk about shitty movies. A Florida couple oh, no. fall asleep in a dumpster and wake up in a garbage truck. <laughs> what? I guess that happens. I mean, they How do pick you up, not wake up? Yeah, pick up the fucking garbage. Where are you from Boston now? Pick up the garbage. What the hell? <laughs> so in Tampa, Florida... Authorities in Florida say a man and a woman who were intoxicated, that's why they didn't know, 
had to be rescued after falling asleep in a dumpster that was later emptied into a garbage truck. Uh, officials say the, te- the couple had been sleeping in a dumpster outside a convenience store near Tampa early Wednesday when the dumpster was emptied into the back of the garbage truck like shredder. They started screaming and banging onto the sides of the truck. Rescue crews, I'm, I'm adding this I'm to the fold. Garbage. Rescue crews were called after just 5 a.m. They removed 37-year-old Donald Jordan and 49, 49, that's a grown-ass woman, <laughs> in the back of a garbage truck. Good for you, man. They were Good taken to Tampa General Hospital after complaining of back pain. Oh, well, no shit. You got fucking thrown into a garbage truck. Assholes. <laughs> and there was a related story that I wanted to cover on here. A stranger who lured little girls with candy said he just wanted some pussy. <laughs> a 32-year-old Florida man was arrested Monday after he allegedly tried to lure two young girls onto a bus with the promise of candy. While he was being arrested, he allegedly told the sheriff's deputy... I just wanted some pussy. <laughs> According to an arrest report, he approached the girls ages 9 and 11 and said, What? Wait, 9 and 11? Are yeah. you He said, come with me if you want to live. No, just kidding. He said, come with me on the bus and we'll get some candy together. And then I can take you places. Come on. Like, he did the most stereotypical free candy oh, that's thing. So f- that's so creepy. Yeah. A 9-year-old and an 11-year-old? Are you kidding me? It gets worse. He Cops said he also told the girls... I want to give you a hug. Come here and give me a hug. The girls got scared because they didn't know him. Right. Which sure. attracted adults. <laughs> which he did not want pussy from, apparently. He should have beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Oh, my God. He is charged with two counts of trying to lure or entice a child under 12, a misdemeanor, and he was held on the $150,000 bond. What an asshole. And it's so, only a misdemeanor, and that, that's... Yeah. Speaking of assholes in Florida, this guy's great, <laughs> first of all. This is an, a great example of Texas versus Florida. I didn't know that was a rivalry. Right. It is It is now a rivalry uh, because there's a Democrat and Republican uh, – I believe they're senators uh, or representatives, something like that. So they did the usual C-SPAN thing you know, between Democrats and Republicans where they're talking about you know some politics shit. So here's what happens. So – Let's see how the had the administration. So this guy is a Texas spokesperson. I don't know if he's a Republican or a senator. Or an, he's he's a Republican, obviously. He's from Texas, but I don't know if he's a senator or what. But uh, here is uh, his exchange with a Florida Democratic uh, representative. So this is the Texas guy. Administration worked with the governors. We might be talking about an entirely different. Had the administration worked with the governors. Had the governors. This is the guy from Florida work with the administration, we might not be in this position. I don't know about in your state, which I think is a crazy state to begin with, and I mean that just as I said it. So so the Florida Florida guy immediately dumps, takes a dump on Texas, right? (laughs) Which, I mean, really? So you're a crazy state. So let's continue. Texas has to say some sort of... Texas now. Right? Here we go. Mess with the bull, you get the horns. Uh, Some of the policies... Mr. Burgess doesn't have the time, Madam Chair. But I have the time. <laughs> Excuse me, Madam Chair. I didn't interrupt him. I reclaim my time. And I still the Florida guy, by the way. <laughs> I think that that is the procedure here in this body. But Madam the Chairman, Chair the asked... made a very defamatory statement about my state, and I will not stand here and listen to it. Well, fine. Then you don't have to listen. 
You can leave if you choose. I told you what I think about Texas. I wouldn't live there for all the tea in China. <laughs> that's a sad book. That is, yeah. And that's how I feel. <laughs> so, Texas guy is still upset. Now, um, uh, for all intents and purposes, I know what my state did. Because Florida's fucking crazy. Uh-huh. Which is, in many respects... Um, uh, coming close to being just as crazy, uh, and that is they did not expand Medicaid. We don't have a parliamentarian here. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was great. That's awesome. I think, I think I don't know if there's anything else from the Texas guy in rebuttal, but I think he kind of got his point across. The people, the governor of a state of this country, and I will await the gentleman's apology. Oh, that's right, yeah. He asked for an apology, which is really stupid of him because he knows who – He's messing with at this point, right? There is no reason at all to impugn the people, the governor of a state of this country. And I will await the gentleman's apology. And I yield back. You will wait until hell freezes over. (laughs) (laughs) I know politics could be so fun. I know. This guy from Florida is fucking great. Just as crazy as we... I vote for him. Yeah. Just as crazy as we thought he'd be. The gentleman uh, for me to say anything in an apology. I would apologize to you if I was directing my comments to you. I was commenting about the state that you Madam happen Chair, to be a resident. Of. I the gentleman so I will not controls, apologize. The gentleman from Texas controls the time. I mean, you. The gentleman. I, 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 I just do not see the value in a member of this rules committee. Hurling invective towards a state and its people and its governor. There is, it's just uncalled for, and there is no reason that any member of this committee should do that. The gentleman from Louisville, Texas, the gentleman, Dr. Burgess, will be handling this for the rules committee on the floor. And I will be doing it for the Democrats. And I love Texas. And the gentleman. <laughs> I love Texas. And the gentleman from Massachusetts. It's great. That's I love awesome. it. That made me chuckle pretty hard. Oh, yeah. In uh, other more crazy news in Florida. There's more crazy news in Florida? There's All you got to do is go to Florida, and you'll you'll probably become insane once you cross into Florida. I think I can't, I went crazy when I went on senior trip. Uh, so, guy uh, in a wrestling organization who was at a local wrestling event in Florida on February 7th, 2015, was taking pictures and he posted one to Facebook, and everyone thinks now that this local wrestling place is haunted by the ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, and it I could kind I of could see it. See it. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> I wish I didn't see this. Yeah, I don't know what that actually is. I don't know. It's just like a glare. I guess it's, yeah, the way the lighting or the glare is, but it does look like the shape of Macho Man in one of his trademark. You know, like entrance robes, doing his finger point, his hands, spinning. Point. He's challenging the referee. Oh, yeah. I love it. How'd you get in here? <laughs> okay, well, maybe uh, maybe he is, I guess. I think I'm going to skip the story about the chick making vag- vagina yogurt. But Fifty Shades of Grey's coming out. It might be important to know these things. All right. So, <laughs> I don't, appara- I don't care. Apparently, I don't have one of these things, though. A what? Girls, oh, well, girls are always doing shit with machine. their vaginas. I have no idea how yeah, that I works. like when the pals were talking about steaming hers the other yeah, day. Yeah, like, what? How would you, please. I mean, you always talk about how, I don't know how you walk around with those things between your legs. I don't know how you guys walk around with those things between your legs. You're always messing around with them and steaming them and making yogurt, like in this story. <laughs> <laughs> always this, the best stories here, folks. Always the classiest. This crazy lady thought it would be awesome if she made yogurt with her vagina. 
So homemade yeah. yogurt is traditionally made <laughs> by mixing a small amount of yogurt starter culture with some milk and then heating it. However, this lady discovered there was not much information on making yogurt with vaginal bacteria or much information on vaginal bacteria at all. According to an interview she gave to Jezebel, I was actually surprised to know we really don't know a lot about vaginal flora. It's like a mystery. What? There has only been one or two maybe big studies. Interestingly, most of the information that we do know about is from white women, which suggests that there might be some indication that people from different ethnic backgrounds may have different flora. I was surprised how much we didn't know. Are we talking about, like, the planets of Avatar? I don't... about different flora? What the I don't heck? know. I know flora and fauna. Is she a plant? I think so. To do the experiment, she used three bowls. One with yogurt made from a traditional starter culture, one with just plain milk, and one with just milk and her own bodily contribution. She left out the batches overnight and awoke to find a decent amount of yogurt in that third bowl. According to Westbrook's friend, who wrote the Vice article on the experiment, uh, the experiment was done on her own time and not connected with any class assignments. (laughs) So she, you know, that doesn't make it better. She kind of did it in her spare time. Uh, the vagina yogurt experiment has its roots in conversations that started last summer. It just started with us riffing on vagina puns. It was all a cool, weird little experiment for us to giggle at. But as proof is in the pudding, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, she described the she-made yogurt as having a... Oh, my God. She fucking ate it. No. No. She, she ate it. She said it's a sour taste like Indian yogurt that went well with blueberries. Oh, no. She ate the whole thing. Oh, she was pleased enough with the taste no! to make a second bowl and ate it. Oh my god! Oh, where's my button? Uh. <laughs> Yay! Oh no! Who's getting more pussy? Yes. <laughs> Too much of it. <laughs> oh my god! Pretty soon, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to start doing commercials about it. Oh, man. Imagine if that was your girlfriend. It wouldn't be for long. No. Oh, my. That is disgusting. You're like, honey, guess what I made? I made my own vagina yogurt. It tastes great with blueberries. You want a bowl? (laughs) (laughs) That is horrifying. That's unbelievable. That. Ugh. I, 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 exa- I don't even know what else to say. That's oh. uh, So the FDA chimed in on this, <laughs> and they said that vaginal secretions are not considered food, and they may transmit human disease. A food product that contains vaginal secretions or any other bodily fluids is considered adulterated, whatever that means. Caress and touch your genitals. And don't make yogurt with them, for God's sakes. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, honey, guess what? I made a bowl of yogurt. You want to try it? Oh, this is great. What's it made out of? Oh, my flora. <laughs> That's probably what my reaction would have been. Honestly, of all the weird, weird <laughs> articles we've ever read on this show, that might be the most disgusting one. I think we've ever read. I think so. Like we've read some pretty terrible things people have done, but that I think is the worst. That I, 
I normally eat yogurt for breakfast. I don't oh, think I want God. to now. I'm pretty much done. If you were a hot dog, <laughs> you were starving. Would you eat yourself? <laughs> God. I, that ruined my appetite for the next week, I think. That's so bad. Let's end it on a high note. Comcast. Okay. Yeah, Comcast so, is always a fun, happy topic <laughs> to discuss about. Always. So I think we read the story about the asshole Brown last week. I think we read that, right? Um, maybe. Maybe I just read it on my own time. But anyway, Comcast, I read a story this week where someone got their cable bill, and the guy's last name was Brown, but on the bill it said asshole Brown instead of his first name, which was Hector, and his wife has been trying to get it changed. Common misspelling. Yeah. And there's a picture of the bill on their the website, oh so it was a real story. Anyway, this week, Comcast uh, accidentally receives a customer's rent check, and they cashed it anyway. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 79-year-old <laughs> Comcast oh, customer no. included her rent check with her Comcast bill. You know, she's old. Not only did the cable company cash the check, which was more than 10 times the amount of her cable bill and was made out to someone else, but also refused to issue her a refund when me? it acknowledged the goof. Instead... They credited her rent check to her account. Oh, no. Since her monthly cable bill is only $20, that amounts to 11 months of service. Oh. But that won't help her on a fixed income who had to scrape together another $235 to make her rent payment. A rep for Comcast explained that this happened because no humans at Comcast actually look at the checks they receive. The payments are processed automatically. She admitted that similar mistakes have occurred before, but claims the company has remedied those situations quickly. That doesn't explain why it didn't happen in this case or why Comcast, which can afford to spend $45 billion to acquire 10 million Time Warner customers, couldn't send the customer a check for $235. They say it, they reached out to the customer to apologize and rectify the situation. The company is planning to talk to the employee who told the customer she couldn't get a refund as well. Hmm. So they're going to blame the employee. Yeah, which is what bosses always do. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the, the guy was probably just following protocol, what he's supposed to do, say what he's supposed to say, and now they're going to say it's his fault. In the end, and once again, only after the media got involved, Comcast gave her a refund. And they also kept the credit on her bill. Well, good for her, I guess. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh, man, we got an update on the asshole Brown story. Apparently there's also a whore Julia now. Whore Julia. <laughs> So Comcast had to explain the asshole Brown story. Other customers have now come forward claiming their names have been changed uh, on their Comcast bills as well. Um, the story caught fire online. Other customers reached out to Elliot with their claims their accounts were altered to offensive names. One the customer's bill added the name Horror to the account. <laughs> What's most interesting is Comcast said the Horror was added on December 6th. I have no record of any recent <laughs> contact with Comcast until December 16th. Whoever chose to rename me picked my account out of a hat. There are millions of us out there who Comcast employees have renamed. We just need to find them all. The woman whose name is not Horror <laughs> said she had to speak with at least 20 staffers over the course of several weeks until it was finally fixed. It's not just happening on paper bills. One Comcast subscriber <laughs> says she checked her wow. account online and saw her first name was changed to Dummy. Hello, Dummy. <laughs> oh, my God. They changed my name to Dummy on my online account, so the green was <laughs> Hello, Dummy. <laughs> I had to call several times, but they didn't see it until I went in person to Comcast and they removed it. How did they, did they just not just change this? She claims no one apologized or gave her an explanation on how that happened. A third customer says the parents called Comcast to remove their phone and TV services from the account. The first name on the account was mysteriously changed to Faco, 
which in no way resembles the name previously on the account. <laughs> this fucko name is nowhere near the monikers and seems to be an insult in the form of the F word aimed towards my parents. <laughs> wow. They said that uh, one former subcontractor for Comcast explained how it's easy to make these name changes. It would only have to be deliberate to make them, though. So the rep who changed the customer's name to Asshole Brown couldn't have done it by accident. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. I want to keep an eye out see if my bill gets named anything. You'd be shithead. Probably. I mean, I, <laughs> I just struggled. called recently because I, uh, I had to change my plan. So, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <clears throat> yeah. That, that, was a, that was a thing that happened. It wasn't, it wasn't that serious. It was like, I want to spend this much money again. <laughs> okay, well, we'll give you this and that. I'm like, I don't want a phone. I just want to spend how much money I was spending. Well, we can give you this package, but it includes this, but you'll be losing this, but you'll get HBO and our shitty stream picks. Um, <laughs> am I going to be spending less money? Then okay, sure, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I hate, I hate that shit, calling them. It's not as bad as calling healthcare. That's the worst. I hear that's bad. That is the worst, man. I've I've never had to do it, so I'm, Dude, I'm happy. That is the worst. Seriously, I've tried to... I can't even pay my bill without calling them. And whenever I've tried to set up online bill paying or automatic bill paying, it doesn't work. They just tell me I have to call them every month. They just want to hear your voice. No, they just want to keep me on hold for 20 minutes. Maybe your name is like uh, Dickhead in their system or something. Maybe. It probably is. <laughs> probably. I'll get a bill from them. <laughs> Anus tart. <laughs> Anus tart. And that's the noise someone's making when they type it out. Probably. Oh, man. You want to get some suggestions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, fine. Let's do this. He shouldn't die! <laughs> <laughs> Those two go really well together. I'll do that again. He shouldn't die! <laughs> it's great. That's the new suggestions button right there. There it is. We took two great things and combined them with something better. <laughs> That's so easy to do. Oh, wow. So, uh, what suggestion do you have for us this week? All right. Well, I've been catching up on a show lately that at first I really was not into. But first couple episodes are a little boring. But the more it's gone on, the better it's gotten. And that is going back to our comic book news with uh, Agent Carter. Ah, good show. I wasn't into it at first. First couple episodes I thought were kind of boring. Nothing was really happening. But now it's really – it's coming to its own. And it's been really a pretty great show. Um. I still don't watch it when it comes on because I watch The Flash instead, but it's definitely on my on-demand list the next day every day. Yeah. And it's an interesting, like, side character. I don't know if Peggy Carter ever had her own ongoing series. I uh, think she did. Uh, no, I don't know if Peggy did. Sharon has. You're right. Yeah, Sharon yeah. has. But I wonder if Peggy did with the – because even in the last episode I watched, they introduced the Howling Commandos mm-hmm. and everything. It was really cool. So I would be interested to read that kind of stuff too. And I like that kind of timeline. It reminds me of the Rocketeer. Like, yeah. It's it's pretty neat. And she is gorgeous. Oh, she is without a doubt. She's fucking I, – I tweeted a picture of her today that someone tweeted and I had to retweet it because it's just incredible. Like she is. Oh, really? That uh, pic, that just like – I think when I saw Cat for the first time, I think she was just like, okay, she's she's cute, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, that scene in the red dress and you're like, okay, <laughs> she's uh, pretty perfect. There it is, this picture right here. Look at that. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. She's pretty perfect. She doesn't dress like that on the show. No, she doesn't. She should. Yeah, but that wasn't appropriate for 1946 or It's whatever. appropriate now. I follow her, too. She's great. <laughs> I, th- I think this is a great hashtag, too. Hothgoth. 
<laughs> but no, I, Agent Carter's been really good. Um, they've thrown a lot of little side references to things. Like the last episode, they introduced this weird Russian school that's like training these girls to be assassins, mm-hmm. which you can kind of. You know, infer that's where Black that's Widow, Black Widow came from. Together. Yeah, they didn't. They don't ever say that, and it's timeline wise twenty years before Black Widow would ever show up anywhere. Yeah, before she's even born. But, but the school could. But you could definitely that. deduce that is where she came from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really interesting stuff, and I'm digging all the spy stuff. It every now and then it goes a little like crazy off the beaten path with the Stark things, but for the most part, it's kind of grounded in reality. It's like the old. Old Bond movies in that like the inventions and the spy stuff is out there, but it's still semi realistic. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy it a lot. It was it's one that surprised me that I didn't think I'd be into as much, but it's definitely won me over. If it doesn't get picked up for a second season and this is it, then it's still a pretty great show. Oh yeah, uh, but I'm sticking with it. I, I like recommend it. it. Definitely worth checking out. It's a great companion to the first Captain America movie, but it also works great on its own. Worth checking out, guys. Uh, my suggestion this week is a show that kind of took me by surprise myself. Uh, it comes on after It's Always Sunny. Uh, okay. Man Seeking Woman. The previews for that looked really weird. So it I did not watched it yet. It is really weird, but it's really weird in a in a really good way. Um, like, <laughs> like, for example, like they have all these like things going on in his head almost, but it's like... It's really hard to describe. It's almost like one of those '80s movies where, like, all this crazy shit happens. It's like an '80s John Cusack. Movie. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like, like better, better off, off dead. dead. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot like Better Off Dead is probably the best way to describe it. Where there's a lot of like Muppets and like weird <laughs> shit, like like the scene in Better Off Dead where the food comes to life and yeah. moves. It's a lot of that kind of stuff. Okay. And it's really funny. Like the guy from one of the guys from Lonely Island were on the episode last night, and the whole show is basically like first episode he breaks up with his girlfriend, and you know. um she leaves him for Hitler, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> He's real old, and he somehow survived the war. <laughs> and uh, it's just like all these ridiculous things happen every episode. But it's it, it's really. But funny. it's all kind of in his head. Or? So, no, it's like really happening. Oh. it's all ridiculous okay. things that are really happening. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like uh, his best friend's uh, Eric Andre. He's on a, a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. now, and he talks about like uh, he gets all he gets a bunch of ladies. Like he basically just goes to the bar and bangs chicks and then leaves them. And, like, they go to the bar together, and, like, he, like, walks up to one of them and stares at him with, like, this crazy look. And the girl, like, immediately falls in love with him, and then they leave together. He's like, how do you do that? He's like, well, you don't know how to do diagonalize? I think it's what it's called. (laughs) And he's like, diagonalize? What's that? And he's like, what? A wizard didn't visit you when you were 16 and teach you how to do diagonalize like I did? He's like, that was all the guys. (laughs) And he's like, no, no one visited me when I was 16. (laughs) What? So apparently it's, like, a bunch of stuff like that. Like, okay. It's it's really funny because uh, they did – one of the guys from Lonely Island was on the show as Cupid, like up in the clouds <laughs> with his dad. And he's – Cupid's like a big party guy. Mm-hmm. He goes to nightclubs <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's up, Pops? And like throws out mixtapes, like his mix CDs. Like, oh, yeah, listen to my new mix CD. It's fresh and all this stuff. And it's it's like he's like a, like, like a white rapper almost, you know? <laughs> and the, they do an intervention with Cupid at the beginning of the show. They're like, you – you have to start rooting for the little guy and, and, you know, have someone fall in love that shouldn't fall in love with someone. And they were like, okay. And they shoot an arrow and it lands on Jay Baruchel. Uh-huh. And uh, he falls in love with, like, the hottest chick. It's Leighton Meester. Okay. And, like, he starts taking her around and to, like, his ex-girlfriend. He's like, look, this is my new girlfriend. 
this is my new girlfriend and all this stuff. And eventually, like, he finds out that, like, you know, he, she's perfect, but she's not perfect for him and all this stuff. So they break up. And um, then they cut, like, when it cuts to the credits, you hear Cupid's mixtape, and it's, like, Lonely Island. And he's like, C-U-P-I-D. And it's, like, this whole song about Cupid during the credits. <laughs> It's like all this ridiculous stuff. Like, there's a penis monster in the new episode that slaps him in the face. What? He's got, like, tentacles, and they're shaped like dicks, and he slaps him in the face, and he has this, like, bruise that's shaped like a dick on his face for, like, the second half of the episode. But it's great. It's it's on at, like, 10.30 on, F- on FXX, Man Seeking Women. It's on uh, Wednesday nights at 10.30. I'll have to, I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, it's, it's really It just funny. looked way too out there, so it is, I never but it, watched it's it. Got like a, it's, like, better off dead out there, is that's the way good. I would describe it. It's, like, just enough craziness. Okay. I'm but, in. Yeah. I'm in. It's good. I like it. You shouldn't die! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all we got this week. Um, yeah. If you have the WWE Network, one of my other suggestions was watch NXT TakeOver from last night because it was awesome. I, I was out last night. I did not oh, get a chance God, to watch it. you got to watch it. it is and I just I heard about the title match and who won, and that's enough to make me want to watch it. Yeah. Like, everyone's complaining about spoilers of, seeing what, of hearing what happened, but that made me want to see it now. Uh-huh. Because that feud's incredible. I mean... It'll never end. I hope not. I think they're destined to do that forever. <laughs> <laughs> like Batman and Joker. They are like Batman and Joker. And what's great is they're really good friends and tag team partners as well. So it works either way. Mm-hmm. Good friends, better enemies. Do you know if the, kind of was thing. there any package pile drivers or no? There was not any package so pile that's drivers. that's still banned, I um, think, isn't it? They did a spot. Spoiler alert for anyone watching it. Um, so basically, Sami Zayn does this spot where he does like a back moonsault from the outside apron onto Steen... Uh-huh. On the outside, and he usually lands on his feet after he does that. But he like lands on his feet and smashes his head against the guard, the like the ramp, uh-huh. and he's kind of like selling it, you know, like holding right. his head, like he's kind of concussed. Like he had Steen in the corner for the Halluva kick, uh-huh. and like instead of running, he like kind of stumbled right. and like had to regain his balance. And Steen, uh, like jumped on him and started pounding away at him and power bombed him until he was knocked out. And the ref stopped the match and gave Steen the belt. He wouldn't stop powerbombing him until it was over. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. He just kept picking him up, powerbomb, and picking him up, powerbomb. And they were like vicious powerbombs, too. And it was great. <laughs> I can't wait. Like the trainers all ran in and everything, oh, and they were checking man. on him. I can't wait. I got to watch this. But the whole event was really good? Yeah. The You know what's the, the sad part is? Like, uh, they had Finn Balor versus... Adrian Neville, which okay, you saw Finn's awesome entrance, of course. Did you see uh, Finn Balor's entrance before? No. You didn't see it from the last takeover? Nope. I never watched the last takeover. Uh, it's it's going to be on YouTube. We're going to watch it after the show. Uh, Finn Balor is incredible. He's uh, – he's that's basically the only word I can use for it is how awesome he is. He has the best entrance in wrestling now. Um, him and Adrian Neville, I was like, oh, man, that's best match of the night right there. And then the women's match happened after it, which was a four-way dance between Bailey, Charlotte, um, what's her name? Sasha. Sasha Banks, and uh, I forget who the fourth girl was. It was um, Becky Lynch. Okay. So they had a four-way dance, and that was the that was the best match of the night. Are you serious? It's better than the main event. It was incredible. Wow. They did all kinds of moves. It was they stole the show, and Sasha Banks won the the title. She made Charlotte. Uh, well, she put her in the crossface, and Charlotte wasn't tapping, so Charlotte started to fade, and the ref was about to do, like, the three thing, but uh, Sasha Banks just pinned her instead. Okay. Like, she just, like, pinned, like took a crossface right. into a roll-up. Huh. It was great. It was... They all had... Every match had, like, a real unique ending. So... Nice. So if you have a chance, that's one of my other suggestions, is watch 
uh, any of the NXT specials, especially the one with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, NXT rival from the other night. It was great. You would love it. I will have to do that. I think that's all we got this week. Um, Until next time, everybody, we will be back with more great news and shitty superhero movies to stay away from. Because we're in the 90s now. I know. It's the 90s. You know who loves the 90s? All right, all right, all right. We're going to have to have McConaughey news story coming up, aren't we? McConaughey news. All right, all right, all right. I'll have Eric Roberts news for a second there. but Maybe next time. Hopefully. Well, until next time, everybody. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Eric Roberts.